perpetual traveler through the Bible. Please join me for this bird's eye view of the scriptures. Stay as long as you like and let us together discover a bit more about the Bible from the beginning to the end. At the end of the last podcast, I asked everybody what they thought was the purpose of God's revelation to us through Scripture. I suppose that is not an easy question to answer. There is a term used by theologians called progressive revelation. It refers to the idea and teaching that God has revealed various aspects of His will and overall plan for humanity over different periods of time. People who believe in progressive revelation believe that God revealed only certain aspects of himself and his plan of salvation during each period of time, with each new revelation building upon the prior one. I think it takes the entire Bible to show us how we can become the complete expression of Jesus Christ in the world, and it takes the work of the Holy Spirit in interpreting this scripture to us. In this podcast, we will take a quick look at how the Old Testament helps us to discover what God's plan for humankind was since the beginning. I'm going to read a wonderful story from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, to illustrate my point about how God reveals himself to us through Scripture. It is the story of two disciples who had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus on the road to the little village of Emmaus. That very day, Two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about 11 kilometers from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? He said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, It is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels, who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? 
By now you will realize that this story occurred on the day of the resurrection of Jesus. We need to put ourselves into the shoes of these men for a moment. The hearts of these men were filled with sorrow as they contemplated the events of that week that culminated in the death of Jesus. They hardly knew which way to turn or what to do. They were overcome with grief, sorrow and disappointment. Just think for a moment of the emotional drain experienced by the sudden death of someone that you were close to, or someone famous like Princess Diana, or the 9-11 terrorist attacks, or the people who died during the early part of the global COVID-19 pandemic. The two disciples' reaction after Jesus vanished from the site is very important. They spoke of how their hearts burned and were moved in them as Jesus expounded the scriptures to them. What was it that caused that wonderful strange feeling? It was nothing more nor less than the exposition of the Old Testament by the power and clarity given by the Holy Spirit. No incident in all the Bible explains the specific purpose of the Old Testament more adequately than this story, specifically in Luke chapter 24 verses 27 that says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This is the purpose of the Old Testament. It is a book designed to prepare the heart for the reception of that which satisfies. This is what these disciples discovered on the road to Emmaus. The Old Testament is deliberately an incomplete book. It was never intended to be complete. If we were to read the whole of the Old Testament as though we had never read it before, and we took note of all the predictions of someone who is coming, we would find that the predictions begin in the first chapters of Genesis and grow in detail and anticipation through the books of the prophets. They all describe one who is coming, but when we finish reading the book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, we would still not know who it is who is coming. So therefore, we can say that the Old Testament is a book of unfulfilled prophecy. Now if we read through the Old Testament again, this time taking note of all the sacrifices, we will see the stream of blood that begins in Genesis and flows in increasing volume right through to the book of Malachi. We will see that there is a continual emphasis on the need of sacrifice, but we will not know why these sacrifices were needed. So the Old Testament is also a book of unexplained sacrifices. Now, if we read through the Old Testament again, and this time take note of the desires and longings of all its prominent characters, we would see the longing they express for something more than what life was offering them. In Hebrews 11 verses 10 it says that, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Throughout the Old Testament, there is the continual crying out of thirsty souls who long for something which has not yet been realized. Therefore, not only is the Old Testament a book of unfulfilled prophecy and unexplained sacrifices, but it is also filled with unsatisfied desires. We will find no answer to the prophecies, or the sacrifices, or the desires in the Old Testament. 
But the minute you open the New Testament and you read about Jesus Christ, you discover that He is the one who fulfills the prophecies. He is the one who explains the sacrifices, and He is the one who satisfies the desires. However, we cannot fully appreciate this until we have first been awakened by what the Old Testament has to say about Jesus Christ. In the book, God's Perfect Will by Dr. G. Campbell Morgan, he divides the Old Testament into three major parts. He describes them as a sigh for a priest, a cry for a king, and a quest for a prophet. He says that the first five books of the Bible, Genesis to Deuteronomy, are a sigh for a priest, a plea for the ministry of one who can be a priest to stand between man and God. Then come the historical books, Joshua through to Esther, and they contain a cry for a king, the longing of a human heart for a voice of authority. Finally, the teaching books of the Old Testament that run from Job to Malachi. They are a quest for a prophet, the searching for one who can understand human life, comment on current events, and predict what is to come so that we can be encouraged. When we open the New Testament, we will find all this fulfilled in one person, Jesus Christ, who is the priest, the king, and the prophet. It should be clear to us that the nature of the Old Testament is to prepare us for something. The letter to the Hebrews in the New Testament explains this very clearly in Hebrews 1 verses 1 to 2 that says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom He also created the world. In these two verses, the two testaments are laid side by side, and we should see that the completion of the old is found in the new. In the Old Testament, the writer of Hebrews says that God spoke to us in different ways. In Genesis, we have the simple but awesome account of the story of creation, of the fall of man, and of the flood, all expressed very simply. Then there is the straightforward stories of the lives of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Afterwards, we hear the deafening declaration of the law in Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. What follows is the drama of the historical books, the Song of the Psalms, and the beautiful language of the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah. The book of Proverbs gives us practical, everyday, common-sense wisdom. The Song of Solomon, Ruth and Esther are books of beautiful tenderness. Then there is the marvelous, mysterious language of Daniel and Ezekiel with all their strange visions. All these different ways are all God speaking, but it is not complete. There is nothing in the Old Testament which can stand complete and of itself. It is all intended as preparation. Finally, when you come to the New Testament, all the many voices of the Old Testament merge into one voice, the voice of the Son of God. The Old Testament, in its incompleteness, is almost as though God speaks in small clues like pieces of a massive jigsaw puzzle that were never quite connected or complete. But in the New Testament, all these puzzle pieces join to reveal the complete picture of the Son of God. This is what the Old Testament is. 
It is like all the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, all packed out, but not connected. Almost impossible to understand the individual pieces by themselves, but when merged together, the whole picture emerges, preparing us for that marvelous expression of the fullness that was given to us in God's Son. Now here is something for you to think about until we meet again for the next podcast. Why do we need the Old Testament if we have the New Testament? This is David Wiles, your fellow traveler in Christ, and this has been the podcast of the Bible from the beginning to the end, episode 2. Thank you.